Hi, welcome back to Women of the World's Religions, Women of the World Unite. I am Dale Allen. Today, I am very pleased to share Ainania Iodell. This interview series emerged out of the first ever women's village at the Parliament of the World's Religions, where I had an opportunity to sit with women from all cultures around the world, all faiths and spiritual practices from around the world. And one thing I know for certain is that with all of these differences and beautiful diversity, one thing's for certain, the heart of woman beats as one. So I encourage you to find your place among these women who are putting their faith in action. The women are activated and their love cannot be stopped. Ainania Iodell is a transformative leader and change maker. She is CEO and principal of Ainania Learning Journey, Inc., and is unapologetically on a mission to influence institutions and individuals to create bold and meaningful change through a decolonized approach to leadership. Ainania is offering a very special gift to those who are listening to this podcast series. She's offering her beautiful book, Self, An Inner Journey to Remembering Your Power. She is also offering a free 30-minute breakthrough leadership coaching session. So these are wonderful gifts from Ainania Iodell. And all you have to do is send an email to daleallencore at yahoo.com. That's daleallencore at yahoo.com. And I will repeat and spell that out at the end of the podcast. And you can also see it in the podcast notes. Please be sure to follow or subscribe to this interview series as it helps me to share these women. Thank you. And now, having welcomed Ainania, our interview is underway. So it's critical that you are a part of this because you were such an important part, an integral part of the first ever women's village at the Parliament of the World's Religions. And what you brought there, all of that energy, knowledge, wisdom, ancient wisdom coming through you today in blood and bone and speech and energy was really powerful. I have some beautiful images of you as you went through collecting the water at the water ceremony it's important that the story be told about what happened at the first ever women's village and what happened with the water ceremony. What I will do is just as I did for all of the amazing, amazing women that came into my interview suite, which was really a power spot inside the women's village. It was it was amazing because when you speak with a woman and you ask her to share from her sense of her spirituality, of her faith, her spiritual practice, you know, you're getting right to the core of things, right? Yeah. To the core of things. So my question to you is, Ananiya, what is your faith, your spiritual practice, your religion? And that's however you want to answer that. I'm an Ifa priest. So I am a priest of Ifa, which is a Yoruba tradition, uh, West African. And I'm also initiated in Akan. So my practices, my spiritual practices, I don't have a religion, um, my, but my spiritual practices are grounded in African spirituality. And specifically, I'm trained in and initiated in both Akan and Yoruba. 
So I, that's what I bring to, to, to my experiences. However, I have been walking this journey for almost 20 years. Since 2009, I have been chanting when I wake up in the morning, Om Namah Shabaya, right? So that's a Hindu practice. I, um, I always say that I learned how to pray through, uh, to, through Islam, yeah? Because of the dedication to prayer and, and specific prayers, the ritual of praying five times per day. So in my spiritual experiences, and I'm, I'm very engaged in the indigenous practices of, of Turtle Island. And so my spiritual practices often sometimes look like a nice little mixed bag. (laughs) It's a nice mixed bag because our practices and indigenous practices in particular are very similar, right? Very, very similar. Our numerology, where are we talking about numerology or we're talking about any uh, the elements that we use, the natural element. They're all very similar. So I would say the short answer would be that I'm grounded in African spirituality and I absolutely engage other uh, indigenous practices and ancient wisdoms. That's beautiful. I also find it very inspiring to hear an answer like yours because it's this beautiful openness of your spirit to the many traditions and the many gifts that they have. And then this comes through you. And I spent time with you. I was with you in the parliament. So I have experienced your energy field and it is, it's palpable and really lovely. So I I appreciate that that's an inspiring answer because I think that kind of openness to the wisdom of various practices is um is very valuable and will be valuable for listeners thank you for sharing that Mm. based on your spiritual orientation how are you informed toward the parliament's themes of there were a few of them a call to conscience uplifting the human rights and dignity of women and also caring for the next generations of children and those feel to me i'm just going to kind of put them all together for you to answer as you are called to. Mm-hmm. I think those are those are perfect. There are seven core tenets that I use in my practice and that I teach. Uh, and they come out of African spiritual practices. And so those three things encompass them. So in our in our practice, we say that before anything else, before anything else is spirit, the ancestors, elders, and children before all things. And so anytime we're walking and those are not priorities for us, we need to pause. So that's okay. For for, for me, that just makes complete sense. And then the other, another tent that relates is that we do not harm nature. So we take care of nature. As a, as, a, as a practitioner, as a leader, as, as a priest, I would be in violation of the laws if I wasn't taking care of our environment, mm-hmm. if I wasn't respecting nature, if I hadn't, wasn't concerned and doing and contributing in some way 
to what's going on with our environment. So it's 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 just part of who we are for sure. And then when we talk about women and humanity, let's just talk about humanity. My service to the world is my rent that I pay to be on this planet as a human being, period. So if nobody ever dropped a dollar in my account as a payment, my service is paying rent for here anyway, just to be walking on this planet, right? So a conscience, to have conscience for the freedom of humankind is innate, it's natural, it's, it's, it's what we're called to be. It's the reason we want this planet. And then when we talk about women, oh my goodness, as a matter of fact, right now in this moment, there is a, a ceremony happening on my behalf in the hills of Nigeria for what we call Ifami. Ifami is the mother, is the mothers of the universe. It's all of the mothers. It's the great mothers. It's the mothers of the water, the mothers of the earth. It's, and so tomorrow I will spend time in my own ceremony for Ifayimi, right? For Ifami. So in our practice, the woman is the first. There is nothing else. You can't start anything. The woman is the first. So if there, I think often about if there are very few things that upset me, but the violation of women is one of them. I have no tolerance. I just don't, right? And um, and so because when we violate womankind, and as a feminist, I'm always trying to support women in understanding that they do not have to be so male, be male identified, period. Because we have so much power just because we were, we have this vagina. <laughs> so we are so powerful. We are the first. We are the leader. We are matriarch. It was colonization. It was the colonizers who shifted that. Patriarchy came out of colonialism. This idea, and even in my practice as, as a Yoruba priest, there were lots of things when I just started on this journey and probably for many of you, for you, for many of us. And there are many things that I learned that was very Westernized, right? And as I have chosen to really learn from the East and, 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 and seep into that, I learned that, oh my goodness, even in our practice that was brought over and we had to shift it because of enslavement, but even so, even in our human rights activism, we also became, took on a patriarchal way, right? We took on patriarchal modalities. And so that shifted us. And, and so even in, the deepest African spiritual practices, you will some you will often see a patriarchy just its eyes just there, right? And that is that is not in accordance with the laws. 
that is not in accordance with the laws. We are the beginning. We are the beginning. So the parliaments, all of those themes, in fact, are very much in alignment with my practices, my spiritual way of being, the, the things that I follow. So, yeah, good yeah. for them. Yes, I, I I would say for certain from witnessing you at the parliament that your spiritual practices are surely, surely in action and fully in alignment. Can you tell me, please, about the magnificent water ceremony that drew a huge crowd of souls into the women's village and the level of connection and reverence in that space was again something very very palpable the women had been instructed beforehand to bring water from their native lands i did as well and i did it with great ceremony with my daughter um, we stood in the waters that we love and first we gave great praise and thanks to long island sound that's here it was very moving for both of us and i brought that water out there and um, please tell me about the water ceremony Ainunea. So as African people, we are water people, you know, um, I would say when we talk about Turtle Island, we talk about the indigenous peoples of Turtle Island, they're often fire people. And for us, we are water and, and, and plant people. We're healers, right? And so, and we heal often with plants. And so the water is very significant for me um, and for my tradition. And so, and especially when we're talking about women, we're talking about women and we understand what water means and the emotions of water and the emotions of women. So that's really significant. So that's one thing because we're women. But the other piece is around, I felt for me, it was paying homage to the, the climate, you know, paying homage to, to the mothers of the water, paying homage to ma making them know that there are descendants who respect and honor them, right? There are living, they're living beings. There are two-legged beings that respect and honor them. And so the water was very, very symbolic. You know, the fact the fact that you and your daughter went and, and stood in it and talked to it and, and prayed with it and then took some of it because the fact that you prayed, it means that you asked permission and took some of it into the village. And for all of us then to shear in this one bowl, magnificent, right? See, I'm getting a chance to process, <laughs> but I'm not. For all of us then to, to bring and pour that water into one thing, we're saying that we're one. We're saying that we're one. I know the symbol of that water looks, if we were, you and I, if we could not see each other right now and nobody could see us, this black woman and this white woman, right? This gray hair, blonde person and this blonde person, right? If nobody could see us and this, and the water was all that was representing us, then it says to me that we have agreed that in truth we're one. In truth, we resemble. And in truth, we're on this path, right? So all of us 
put into this this vessel who we are. No distinction, nobody, nobody changing, no, no, no color, no gender, no pronouns, let's say, you know, no um no status, no economic, no educational, no status, just these women putting themselves in this vessel. And then to peruse the prayers of our individual prayers and then our collective prayers to have us pray for what was going on in Hawaii, to have us pray for what's going on in Haiti, to have us pray for the illnesses that is happening, to others of us pray for the water. I believe that every prayer for the water is helping us. Because this the, the climate will survive. It is us that we're praying to, to make it through this, right? And so the, the symbol of the water and the symbol of all of us coming together, women sitting on the floor, women standings, women sitting on the chair, older women, younger women, baby, like, and then because the men started to come in and I said, you can come, just hold space. You just have to stay on the outs right and then to have the energy of the men there i saw about four men to have the energy of the men then holding that and then to take all of that dale into the beginning of the assembly there are so many stories and lessons and there were elders that didn't speak english that there were elders that that spoke that i didn't understand but i could feel that yes me too. I was there inside the women's village as the water was collected. And I felt the love of each woman for the water she was contributing. And I knew as that water was being poured that they had had a similar experience as my daughter and I did when we took the water so mindfully and brought it. I was there when the parade went from the women's village all the way through the hallway, up the escalator, through the main hall, and then into the big, big room of the women's assembly. And it was quite a presence, a beautiful presence of the women marching through the parliament of the world's religions led by you and others on the women's task force and this water, you know, being brought. It was amazing. Tell me then about... Um, on the banks of the river there, just behind the McCormick Center. And this is the part that I missed because of my film In Our Right Minds being shown. Tell me about that part of it. Yeah, so that part was really, really important. And and uh, when when I, when I we were planning it, I said to Sandy, we cannot be uh, on, on Yemiya's banks and not give her back her water, right? And so, um, so and we have to do it in, in ceremony. Um, so that was a very important piece. Very, very important. And and to see people come from everywhere. I mean, the, the geese, <laughs> the, the wing animals, the two-legged animals, like every, every, every being was just celebrating with us on that 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 water bank, you know. Um it was quite, it was quite powerful. And then we and then we got to pray again. 
you know? And then we got to pray again with people from different traditions, Tibetans, you know, um, Muslims, Christian, Yoruba, Santeria. Like it was just profound. The Judaism, just, I, it was just profound because I get, because we thought, okay, it's done. And we're just, you know, a few of us are going to go to the what? No, no, it was not that. It was yet another huge, huge gathering and ceremony and acknowledgement. So, wow. Um, <laughs> it was powerful. It was important to do, to, um, to give back and to go to the, the, the mothers of the water and um, thank them. For, for holding us and for holding space for us and for how they nourish us even in, in our in our missteps you know and um and to let them know that we we honor them and and so we did that and then we left some water in and poured it in that fountain it was really interesting people wanted a little bit of that water you know People wanted a little, I, I just thought that was so, that was so telling that people wanted to carry back a piece of this experience with them, you know? Yes. So. Yes, they did. They did. That water was carrying and continues to carry a, a very profound frequency. I agree with you that it was extremely satisfying to be in a group of people represented from around the world, different cultures, different backgrounds, different religions. And that sense of unity was um, was absolutely exquisite. Ainania, where can people find you? What is it that you offer to people that they can partake of, of your wisdom? Just tell me more about how can, people can connect with you. Much of the work that I do um, is, believe it or not, with institutional leaders. Um, I'm committed to to show leaders who are in mainstream environments uh, and other and other places that um, there is there is success that can be had in a decolonized way of leading. There is success that can be had when we get to the soul when. We, you know, to to decolonize is to humanize. So when we when we become humans again, you know, and there's so many places that we can see where we then we started to dehumanize ourselves. Um, and it, you know, the slave trade is just one of them, but many, many, many ways the way women are treated. What is happening right now across the world? What is that? So my work, a lot of my work is lead, is working with institutions and working with leaders who are in the institution, but also uh, a core part of my work is the sacred leaders training that I've been doing for women for now we're going into our 14th year where I take women who are leading through a 10 month process and we get deep and dirty and, and um, I've been hurt, I've been told that it's a boot camp, a spiritual boot camp but really just helping us to get back to ourselves and remembering ourselves. My book is always available. Um, it's called Self and Inner Journey to Remembering Your Power. And that book has been used by, by a mother and daughter just wrote me. They're using the book together for their own healing, their healing, their relationship together. 
partners, husband and wife, different romantic partners. My partner and I have used it. I go to the book all the time. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a leadership coach. So um, I'm always teaching and I'm always leading, but it's easy to get to me. I'm on all, most of the social media platforms. Uh, and, and the simplest way to get to me is a conversation. You know, I still make sure that I allow space and time for these conversations because they're important. Thank you. Thank you. I agree. I'm so pleased to have had a chance to meet you. So pleased to have been able to moderate the panel that you were on with Phyllis and uh, Jean Shinoda Bolin. And that was amazing as well. I, I appreciate it. I do want to tell you though, you know, that panel, you, your facilitation was really profound. I have gotten notes from folks that told me they learned so much. Family members, my family members never say anything about my work. But they, because they were able to hear from three different women at three different points and three different ways, right? And so when you kind of put all of those thoughts together, um, I think we were able to, through your facilitation, we were able to make sense for people. Thank and you. And so I appreciate that. In a future episode, I'll be sharing a recording of this panel. I look forward to our paths spiraling together again and... Thank you for the work you're doing. We're all benefiting. Thank you. To receive Ainania's book or a free coaching session, send an email to daleallencore at yahoo.com. D-A-L-E-A-L-L-E-N-C-O-R-E at yahoo.com. daleallencore at yahoo.com.